Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Beyond the Bench. And we are live in Oklahoma, in Oklahoma City, at the Oklahoma Athletic Directors Conference. And we are thrilled to be here. And we're going to dive right in with our first guest. We're going to hope to get four or five. We'll see how many we get. Um, but we are here. And tell us your name and where you're at, what you do. My name is Stephanie Blackwell. Okay. I am at Union Public Schools. I do the intramurals K through 12 and anything else asked of me <laughs> in that athletic department. Duties as assigned? Yes, sir. Is that safe very to small say? Pr- very small print. Yes. Very small yes. print. Very good. So I'm just going to go off script ever. That's right. You go ahead. Yeah. You don't ever do that. No, I don't. Aaron does. <laughs> but I'm going to take the first question. So All right. I've got you right here. Tell us a little bit about your journey, kind of where you've been, um, but basically one big thing you've learned along the way as you've done what you do. Um, I never thought I'd be an athletic director, but I started um, helping Steve Smiley, great man, mm-hmm. and um, he kind of took me around his wing, and then I had the um, opportunity to become an, an athletic director at my alma mater, and then um, kind of went from there. It was never something I thought I would do, but I loved it. I loved everything about it. I loved how um, you could affect coaches, kids. They did you too. I mean, they held you accountable too. Yeah. So I think that was that was what kept me going for a long time. Um, and then I moved over to Union and have kind of been doing those same things there. What I have learned is you always should have a plan. You should always have a backup plan. Yeah. Um, and I say that I was all in where I was, and uh, that didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And then I had to scramble to find something. So, yeah. you know, you just have to have, you have to think of yourself, and I never put myself first. Yeah. So We do that a lot as athletic directors. We yeah. very rarely put ourselves first. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I think we do that. We, you have a plan, but then one of the things I always go back to is you have to adjust, you have to adapt, and then you have to overcome Absolutely. And so having a plan is great, but we know how that goes. Mm-hmm. There's Everybody's always... got a plan until they get punched in the face. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So you, you talked about the one big thing that you're, but what's one thing that you've done throughout your career that you're just really proud of that you've accomplished either, you know, as an athletic director or just what's been something that's, I don't, you've been really I don't, proud well, of? one, I don't like to talk about myself. I know. I know. So I that's a difficult, like, to, to think about, um, I would, I, there's a lot of things, but I think just getting to know other athletic directors, getting involved in the Oklahoma Athletic Directors Association, and I've been fortunate enough at the national federation level and then at the NIAAA level, and those have been relationships that have been absolutely wonderful. And I think that's what you don't realize that you have. Yeah. is you have those other people out there. I mean, I can call almost someone from every state yeah. to say, I need some help with this. Oh, wait, they're really good at this. That's where I'm going to go. And so yeah. that I think that's when I became involved in this organization. That's what we want to bring here to Oklahoma yeah. is that same feeling that you get at the national level too. Yeah, and how important that is that you ha- have that network of people that you can, and we talked about a little bit before when we were doing an introduction, but how important it is for us as athletic directors to network is, Absolutely. Typically, in your school district, if you're a small school district, you're the only AD. Doing a lot of things. Doing tons of different things. And, you know, sometimes, you know, we've talked, we just talked about it recently. It was like the principals and assistant principals kind of have their little group. Mm-hmm. 
they go home at 3.30. And, you know, Aaron and I were talking about this the other day. They go home at 3.30, and you're there till 10 o'clock at night. You meet them there at 7 o'clock in the morning, and they've kind of got their own group, and you're kind of out on that island. Right. So I think a lot of times our ADs feel like they're kind of isolated. So it's so important that they're connected. And having, you know, your state association, the NIAAA, is, you know, a great resource for, for networking and for ideas and resources. So. So stay on that, uh, that same vein then. So uh, OIAAA's fourth annual convention, is that correct? This is your yes. fourth, fourth convention. So you guys are just getting going on that. So, and I'm sure you've been integral definitely getting that going here. So what has been your favorite part of the, the AD convention here coming to it? When it's over. It? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I just said we need this. I'm yeah. kidding. Um, I think the, the is again the networking part, but putting some stuff in place and watching others take those roles and then continuing what was started or not, you know, what was started or their new ideas. And I think that's what's been neat is, again, we all went to the national conference and this is like a mini NIAAA conference is what we yeah. tried to, to do. Yeah. And um, then, you know, watching Jason Kohler have other ideas or, yeah. you know, Shannon Hayes and those Jason Parker have those ideas and watching them get implemented and then watching them come to fruition is really neat. So how do you find balance between your work and your personal life? What do you do to help with that? Um, not a whole lot. <laughs> I like, um, I'm in a different situation now, so I have a little bit more, um, you know, being more of an assistant is a little less stress. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, playing with the dogs, going going to anything to help my, my girls, um, my husband just bought a boat. <laughs> so he, he and yeah. his brother are doing great. They yeah. go fish. <laughs> um, and I get to stay at home and possibly cross-stitch or something like that. But, you know, just kind of those things. Take care of my mom. I don't know. Yeah. You get home and you're like, oh, <clears throat> silence, relax. Um, that's kind of neat. You know, we always knew Wednesdays and Sundays were laundry and cleaning days because that's normally when you didn't have events. Right. So... You know, my poor children, that's what they do. Hey, it's Wednesday. I got to go do laundry. Okay, well, you don't have to. Yeah. You know, you don't, you're not, you don't have to follow that schedule. But <laughs> so, I mean, just kind of those things, you find what works. And I've had a wonderful um, family. And, yeah. you know, my mom and dad have been great to help yeah. with those kind of situations yeah. when it gets crazy. Mm -hmm. So, Stephanie, we can't have you up here without a follow up question. For those, if you start listening to podcasts, you'll know that that's, that's what we do. That's what I do. Um, <laughs> Your response to the how do you find balance is the same as I'm, I'm guessing. I'm going to ask our studio audience, raise your hand if your answer to that question would be the same. I don't really find balance in my life. Yep. So I'm going to spin the question then on you and say, you've been, now that you have been in AD longer, you've got some more experiences, um, maybe this is going to spin in the last one, but I'm going to keep it on the balance part first. You've got, you've got to step, step back a little bit. What have you realized about the importance of having more time that you wish you had taken more advantage of? That maybe our, our the people raised their hand earlier here that are in their third or you know first, second, third year need to know now. Yeah. Well, you you the best thing to do is surround yourself by people better than you. When you do that, then stuff will be taken care of. Also, give those responsibilities. Let let people do things that that you know they can do instead of 
you know, being over them or, oh, no, I got it. No, you don't have to have it. Yeah. There's someone else who can do that just as well, if not better than you. So do those things. Stephanie, than you do. I mean, I, I'm asking that I know. because that's my issue. But <laughs> they won't do it the way I do it. Right. That's... I think you just have to <laughs> you just have to grow. No, you have to grow and, and let that be okay. You have to be okay with that because their way might end up being better. So it's to and it's hard as a leader, and especially if you're that A personality, to let some of those things go mm-hmm. and know that it's gonna be okay. Because it is. Yeah, it is. They can they can they don't need you. I found that I mean, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. just to be real. They, they don't have to, you're not irreplaceable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the bus keeps start moving. thinking, yeah. and, and you shouldn't be. I mean, yeah. start thinking of yourself and do some of those things that you need to do for yourself. So kudos to the people that can do that. Mm-hmm. So our final question, what advice would you give a young Stephanie Blackwell when she first started off as an athletic administrator? Probably to seek, seek out more um, mentors, Seek out more people that can, I mean, I don't know everything, and I was very shy and didn't want to tell people. I know that's hard to believe. (laughs) But I didn't want to tell people I didn't know how to do it. And being a female, that's not, you know, that's not a crutch for me. But it's also, people do look at you differently sometimes. 20 years ago. Now, it's not that way anymore. But 20 years ago, it was like, what's this little girl doing in here? Like, oh, I'm here to help. (laughs) You know, so... So I, I think those kind of things is having the confidence, but still yeah. knowing that your insides are turning and you yeah. just push, push, push. It's okay. So, Go do that. So I'm going to have to follow up. What? Yeah, I know. This is really crazy right now. because it's, it's me. I know. So, you, I, I, but I like the way you said that about, you know, that finding that belief in yourself. Who, did, who was that person for you through that process that you had to rely on to kind of provide you with a little of that belief in yourself before you really had it? I, well, I said his name earlier. I would say Steve Smiley again. He's a, um, he's a longtime AD in Oklahoma and, and started some stuff and was actually president of the NIAAA board and those kind of things, which I didn't know. Again, he doesn't. He's one of those that doesn't. I was like reading some stuff and I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Um, never knew that, but he was one that would, you can do it. You can do it. But remember to do these things. Yeah. And, you know, own your mistakes. You're going to mess up. Yeah. The best thing you can do is say, I'll make it right. Yeah. And, and make it right and move on. Yeah. Um, and always know that people, not everyone's going to like you. And that's hard for me. Yeah. Um, I know people don't like me. I don't need to know who they are. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a whole list of people that don't like me. <laughs> right. Well, Stephanie, thank you You're for hitting lead off. And, thank you. Yeah, thanks for putting on a wonderful conference and yeah. having thank us Thank you. Down. We're right. glad you guys are here. Thank, thank you. you. Appreciate it. <laughs> Welcome back to Beyond the Bench, and we are with our second guest today, and it's John Hamilton from Bishop McGinnis right here in Oklahoma City. And we're thankful that he came up uh, without having an arm twisted. Uh, John, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, your journey, and um, how you got to where you're at today, sitting in this chair, no doubt. Yeah, um, this is my 10th year. I'm starting my 10th school year at Bishop McGinnis. Um, It was my alma mater, graduated from there in 1999. And so I just kind of grew up, like I'm sure a lot of coaches, just really enjoying sports and and getting most, you know, everything I kind of really value nowadays from from that experience. Um, so went, uh, chose distance running as my sport, 
went to college on a little scholarship, and then after after that was done, kind of what now? And so got into coaching, and uh, coached for a little school in Colorado um, for about six years until the AD job opened up there and was encouraged to apply and got hired there as my first gig. And then um, after three years of that, my alma mater called me and offered offered the job back here in Oklahoma mm-hmm. City. So I moved back here in 2013. Here I am. Good for you. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So Thanks. through that, through all your experiences, what is one big thing that you've learned um, throughout your career here? Um. You know, that you can do it, I think. Um, get off the fence and, and make a decision and go for it. And, um, you know, mistakes aren't anything to be avoided. They're, they're lessons like everything else. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, things that you can be a prou- proud of. And, you know, I just, I just feel like the, the, re- the biggest regrets I've had in, in my career, even as an athlete, were, was just procrastination. Just, mm-hmm. just waiting. Just get on with it and, you know, live, learn, and keep moving. Yeah. Great, great advice. You just said that the other day. Just start. Just start. Just start. Yeah. So, John, what's one thing that you're really proud of that you've accomplished as an athletic director? Um, well, I, uh, like I said, I was an AD in Colorado for three years and an assistant AD here in, in Oklahoma for about six and then got married and, <laughs> and went back to school then and got my master's in sports administration. So, you know, that's kind of a caveat to, to my biggest lesson was well, it would have been a lot easier to do <laughs> right out of school. Right. Um, but, you know, once I made the decision, um, I got on with it and, and I'm happy and that, you know, I, I went back and, and got that degree, got the experience, have a family. And um, I'm sure we're getting on to how I'm balancing that. But, you know, somehow I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I think that's a great point, you know, that you, you started, you got it done and but I also believe that the timing is always perfect if we make it perfect. Yeah. And it didn't work out early in your, your life. And I completed mine when I was 49 years old, my master's degree. So I, but I think all those experiences just lead up to that. But we've had those experiences for a reason. Right. And I, I think it's, uh, the timing is perfect if we tell ourselves it's perfect. Right. And it, it will be perfect mm-hmm. in that sense too. So. Good for you. And it's always more motivating and, and easier to do those big things when you see the light at the end of the tunnel. So yeah. you know, after working as an AD and thinking, I can do this and I want right. to continue to do this, going back to school is yeah. probably a little easier. But. What a great example for your kids that you work with every day, um, colleagues, peers. I mean, so, yeah, good job. Thanks. It's great. Absolutely. Um, well, so welcome to the Oklahoma Athletic Directors Conference. What has been... Uh, your favorite part of the conference so far, or what's your favorite part about coming to this the convention um, and being part of it? Um, I, I really think things like this. I think networking is is really important um, at at conventions like this. I, I'm not the most outgoing, um, so I, th- I think I get a lot of a lot more out of going to talks and, and picking one piece out here or there. I think the space that you guys have provided for us just to get up here and kind of tell our story is mm-hmm. an easy way for me to kind of network and get to know more of the ADs in the room. So mm-hmm. um, those two things, I think. Great. Well, you have a, a voice for podcasting. Absolutely. I mean, you got a great voice. <laughs> Thank for, you. I have a face for podcasting and radio, but you have the voice. So <laughs> I think uh, you can tell your story that way too. But So how do you find balance, John? How do you 
what are some things that you do personally that kind of help you maintain the day-to-day -day and the sanity, so to speak? Well, I think, you know, I think at some point it just kind of feels like I'm working with urgency a lot of times. Yeah. Um, but, but honestly, like operationally, um, one of the biggest things is, is the way that the administration at my school has supported the position and lack thereof an assistant. Mm -hmm. As I mentioned, when I started at Bishop McGinnis um, 10 years ago, I was the assistant athletic director. We didn't have that position then. Um, we have had it before, and now I, when I got promoted, that position has gone away. We don't yet have an assistant. I, this year, I was blessed to get um, a part-time administrative assistant just sort of towards the end of the year, the beginning of the summer. But the kind of the long-term support and position that the school has allowed me to add is, like, is a stipend per contest to hire coaches out to cover for me. Good. So, I mean, that has not only given me time off to go home and, and be with my family, but also sort of spread the wealth, not, not necessarily the money, but, you know, just the, the experiences and, and the know-for-all of, of, you know, um, being a game manager and, yeah. and mm -hmm. dealing with setup and um, just hosting the other team and the officials and dealing with all of the issues that come with hosting a home game. So m now all of my coaches can appreciate that. They've got that experience. And they're ready to do it. They get they give me enough of a stipend that it's an attractive job to sign mm -hmm. up for too. Good. So Good. for those in the room that may like, oh wow, that I'd like to start with that. What kind of conversations did it take for you to get that accomplished? Um, it, it was really kind of right off the bat once I realized I was being promoted and there would wouldn't be an immediate spot filled as an assistant. You're like, hey, wait a second. Right. <laughs> and um, you know, I've got one of my one of my coaches who's a, a new AD in the room who who stepped up and did a lot of game management for me um, that could speak to that too. But it was really just about, or, you know weighing out the you remember my my salary as an assistant. <laughs> what yeah. if we did you know a few hundred dollars per game and we're talking you know twenty thirty forty games and maybe a school year and that's a lot less than a full time salary. So mm -hmm. that was it. Yeah. I think I mean you made that point, but I, I think that's. One of the things we're called to do is create more leaders yeah. and to build up more leaders. And this, this situation helped us do that. You don't have a full-time assistant, but you're training, you're getting coaches involved who may then aspire to be an athletic administrator. And I, I was just going to mention that. My, my coach in the room, Richie Henderson, just took his first job at Mount St. Mary's, our sister Catholic school here in Oklahoma City. Mm -hmm. And I know that he was looking to go that way, and I know that he accepted you know, the call when I, when I had those opportunities over and over again so that he had some real experience before he stepped right into that role. Yeah. Where's Richie? Good job, yeah. Richie. <laughs> nice. Good job. Can I go one layer deeper? Sure. About work-life balance? You mentioned the part in your job that helps you do that. What about John personally? Are there some things that you do personally that just kind of help you keep your breath? Yeah, I mean, family time, for sure. Um, Sundays, church, um, and trying to, uh, you know, stay coaching. I'm our head boys cross-country coach. As I mentioned, that was my passion growing up. This is my alma mater, so, you know, that that's if I... That's the, the sort of most fun part of my job because, again, mm -hmm. it gives you that direct contact with the students, um, but it's also kind of the program that really changed my life, and so I feel you know, really responsible for it, really proud of it, and it's, yeah. it's not work. It's, it keeps me in shape. It keeps me young. It, it keeps me fulfilled. 
kind of keeps you focused on your why a right. bit, helps that mm -hmm. as well. I think that's a great point because I think you talk to ADs um, in your home state or across the country and, and who don't have the opportunity to still coach and you ask them, well, what's, the, you know, what's one thing maybe about becoming an AD that maybe you, you, you didn't see coming or it was an unintended consequence and they talk about that day-to-day -day interaction with kids right. and they miss that, mm -hmm. what they have as a, as a classroom teacher, as a coach. So to find a way to do that and maybe we can't all, like I can't still coach <coughs> and, 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 and do my job, but i found ways to interact with kids, whether yeah. that be through a student leadership group or a captain's council or just going to practice and, and just walking the kids to practice and having quick five-minute conversations to remind me every day versus being locked in my office and forget why I'm doing that. So keeping that connection to kids keeps that balance in place, I think, for me. And you found a great way to do it. You still get a chance to coach. That's great. Yeah, thanks. That's awesome. So, Jan John, our last question is advice to your younger self. So what would your advice be? Um, to do it, I think, what I, what I started with, um, you know, pro procrastinate less, make decisions more, um, don't avoid or be afraid of mistakes, um, welcome them and learn from them and get on with it. Yeah. Awesome. That's great. Thank you. We're back with our third guest in the Oklahoma AD conference, and it's a second timer. Yes. Who didn't remember the first time? Woo! Great impact we had. We have Dr. Jason Parker from Muskegee, Oklahoma, on with us right now. And um, we were visiting before we started that it was back in February of 2019 when we connected. Mm -hmm. And uh, Jason looked at us like we had three heads, which I guess together we do, but we had four. <laughs> Said I was on, huh? Oh yeah, you were on. Yeah. So, anyway, we connected. I think Jason and I connected through LinkedIn. Yes. Uh, that network, and and just kind of asked him to come on, and um, then I came on his podcast one one time as well too. Mm -hmm. But uh, Jason, thanks for stepping in. Definitely. And being here. And, My pleasure. Uh, if you would just tell our listeners a little bit about your journey and how you got to where you are today. Oh well, I'm in my tenth year as an athletic director. Um, had the fortunate. The good fortune to be uh, at three previous stops as an AD. Uh, prior to that, I um, played professional basketball for about six or seven years and uh, didn't know what I was going to do with my life uh, when I got into a knee injury, which basketball players are prone to do, unfortunately, and uh, ended up getting into law school and working as a graduate assistant in athletic administration. Uh, at my university and hated the law and loved the sports, so <laughs> here I am. Mm -hmm. So what's one big thing you've learned in the last 10 years of being an AD? Um, for me, I think that time during my, um, you know, that life crisis I had where I really, it, it ended up being a blessing because I really got to be intentional on where I was going next and what I was going to do. Uh, obviously, basketball had been such a dream for me, and it was such a big vision and purpose thing that I wanted to replicate that in my second career. And so when I chose athletic administration, just like anything we choose, um, there's just so much that goes on with life that you forget that why. Mm -hmm. So my one big thing has been to pocket my why, and, mm -hmm. and I keep it in my pocket every day, uh, mm -hmm. my list of, of goals and what I'm doing and mm -hmm. where I want to go and 
what my impact and my reason for being here is. And so I think a lot of people talk about knowing your why, but for me it's knowing your why with, with great, great clarity and purpose. What is your why? Well, my why is a little bit different than a lot of people in our position because we talk so much about the kids, right? And, yeah. and the kids are great, yeah. right? <laughs> but uh, my why is really the adults. Uh, I found that the, the adults, when you get the right adults in the right positions, that's when things change for kids. And yeah. so my big why is supporting coaches, um, and who I call leaders. We yep. call our, our coaches program leaders. And so giving, um, I always say giving co leaders the tools and fuel they need to, to be their best. So yep. I think uh, as leaders of adults, if we can be our best, we have margins yep. for those we're leading. Yeah. Love it, thank you. Thank you. So Jason, what's one thing that you're really proud of in your last 10 years as an athletic administrator? Well, at 10 years, I'm just starting to get old enough where some of those yeah. students you've impacted are coming back. So mm -hmm. that, that's always a really neat thing because you, you forget, yeah. and obviously. <laughs> um, so when, when you, you're like having trouble placing the face and it's yeah. like, oh, I do remember. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and I've had the opportunity everywhere I've been. It's really been a, a reclamation project of mm -hmm. sorts where – Things were kind of down in the dumps, and they they didn't have a lot of vision, and yeah. uh, so we were trying to get the things back on par, yep. and that's been really really satisfying to see lives change through that process. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, what what's one thing through that process that you think had the most impact on that turnaround, and, and bringing things from maybe not being where they needed to be to to getting them to where you feel good about it. Uh, I would say, you know, this is this is education. Ultimately, is what we're doing. We're sure. we're not doing it through a pen and pad, but right. you know, through through athletics and the life circumstances that go on in in a sport. And so, um, to see students go through that and, and be able to benefit from that in, in a positive way, because a lot of times, if that isn't stewarded correctly, the 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 circumstances um, can be negative and yeah. it can leave a negative impact where, yeah. whereas it was meant to leave a positive one. And so just that positive impact of, of lives changed through character, through yeah. relationships, through good feelings. Um, yeah. Like somebody said earlier, that may be a student that goes to be a referee or a coach yeah. or a number of things, a great businessman, a great parent, yeah. um, just because of this positive circumstance. So. Yeah. So let's shift this question a little bit here. We heard Stephanie earlier talk about how you've kind of been one of those that have been instrumental in, in developing the Oklahoma Athletic Directors Conference. So what's been one thing you've enjoyed in, in, in the process of growing this convention and putting this convention on and, then, and being a part of it? What, what's driving you in that, in that role? Well, I don't know how much I've contributed. You know, I'm, I'm riding the coattails of all of them. I'm just like the Rob little puppy. Yeah, they, really yeah. Good at that. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I came in this 10 years ago from an alternative background and I didn't know anything. So I just tried to immerse myself and eventually they let me stick around. <laughs> but I mean, for me, I think, go back to the question again. So 
I guess I'll say it this way: What's this convention meant to be a part of, and, and to be a part of the leadership group in it to, to put on as a convention? Why, what's driving you in that in that role? Um, I think it's new to place ourselves in new scenarios, right? Like we could all be comfortable and sit in our office, or even if you're having tremendous impact, you could be in your lane and, and just love that. And I think uh, anytime we put place ourselves in a new situation, obviously there's research that says you get a wrinkle in the brain, right? Yeah. And so just to be, I mean, look, I never would have known I'd be sitting here with you guys today or any one of the people I'll get the chance to talk with today um, or hear from today. And so I think we've always got to do that, right? We've always got to do whatever we can do to put ourselves in a new circumstance that may um, produce learning or stimulate learning. Absolutely. I think that's great. That's what these, that's what I know we've always loved. I know I'm seeing a lot of heads shaking in the room as well, the same thing. If this is some place you come to grow, be challenged, learn new things, build new relationships that you go home better on Wednesday than when you walked in the door on Monday morning. So Yeah, yeah and, and it's never what you think it is. You know, right. you, you go and you're like, oh, I want to hear from this speaker. And it may be something your neighbor says to you, you know, mm-hmm. or it could be you're reading the, the, the program and you see something about somebody's journey that, that really motivates you. So it's just being being in new places, I think, is yeah. the, the great cool. thing for me. Mm-hmm. So Jason, how do you find balance with your work life? Well, work and life, sorry. I don't know if balance is the word. I think um, for me, grouping is a big, or, or time blocking is a big thing. Um, I, I love working out, it's kind of my, Woo-sign, and it gets me to just forget all the life's pressures. Yeah. And so having a very strict regimen as far as when I'm doing that. Um, I run a business with my wife as well. We have very strict times for when we're working in the business. Um, and so when, when I'm at school, when I'm doing schoolwork, I'm completely locked in. Obviously, you've got to create margin because that work spills outside. Yeah. Um, but, but as... Um, the earlier AD mentioned that the resources and the support you have is very yep. important. Um, and so the more you can do that, is, it, and I, I encourage athletic directors to not only seek that out, but also to advocate for that. Yeah. Because yeah. I've, I've been at the small school where you're doing everything. I've yeah. been at the medium-sized school where you're doing even more, yeah. you know, and so... This is, I think, where I am and the resources that I, I are available to me at this point are, are as a result of me being intentional and right. seeking them out. Yep. And so if you're in a spot as an athletic director and you have too much on your plate, you have to learn to advocate for yourself. And yeah. that doesn't mean drop the ball. That doesn't mean don't do the work. Yeah. But what that means is... Um, begin to know what you want and be clear about it because yeah. one day somebody's going to ask you whether that person is your boss or whether that person is your future boss. Right. <laughs> <laughs> know know right. what you want, right? Yeah. Because if you don't, you'll continue to get the short end of the stick. Yeah. Because as I mentioned, when you're at your best, all your coaches can be at their best. The kids they lead can be at their So no, it's good for nobody to, 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 to be you know, dragging their face through the mud every single day. It's no fun. That's one of the reasons we have so many ADs that move on. Yep. Um, and, and it's a great job. It's a great opportunity. 
um, but we have to steward it correctly, and sometimes that means standing up and, and advocating. Yep. And, and like he said earlier, I'm glad he said, you know, I, I need this in order to make this work. Yep. Often we're like, oh, new job, you know, bigger title, more money, I'll take it. And, yeah. and we're not even thinking about the amenities and the support and the resources, yeah. so that's very important as far as life balance. I think that's a great point, the advocating, because um, I'll speak personally, but I, I think there's others in the room or that have come across the same way. I think there's times we like to wear the grind of an AD as a badge of honor, yep. and we get caught up in that, and we've got to be willing to set that aside and say, nope, I need help. Because yep. I think a great point, Jason, we're, our people can't be at their best that we're leading and trying to influence if we're not at ours. Right. Yep. So we've got to get rid of that badge of honor mentality. Yeah, and I, and I was talking to another AD about this today, but... I mentor ADs on, you know, he was like, I just got a new job, but I don't know how to ask for what I want. And I'm like, well, one, here are three things that can help you. And when you go into those yep. rooms and, and here are some things that you may not even be looking for yet that, that are available. And so I think it's important. And like I said, those ADs did a great job supporting me when I first came in. So I knew what to ask for. I knew what the income levels were. I knew yep. what the different support, should I ask for a car, should I ask for gas mileage, should I, those yeah. things are, are necessary, you know, and yeah. so um, it's important that we have forums like this and, and even beyond this to be able to share those things. So last question, Jason, what would you, what advice would you give your younger self? We're going to go back and compare this back to Randy. <laughs> yeah. We have to play it back to back here. Uh, for me, it's just don't sweat the small stuff. This is yeah. put it in its place uh, and remember your why. Yeah. Yeah. Great stuff. Thanks, Jason. Awesome. All right, guys. Thank thanks. Thank you. We're back with our fourth and final guest at the Oklahoma Athletic Directors Conference, and we have Kate Creekmore from Bixby, Oklahoma, with us. Kate, thanks for coming up, or being told to come up. Our previous yes. guest uh, pulled some strings. Anyway, thanks for coming up. <laughs> yeah, no problem. So tell us a little about who you are, your journey, and how you got yeah. here today. So I um, have been in education 19 years, I believe, and uh, graduated high school in 2000 and went on, played sports in college for a little bit, and graduated from NSU in 2003 and started uh, teaching right away. So I was a 21-year-old uh, senior English teacher, mm -hmm. turned 22, you know, the second <laughs> day of school, so that was fun. Um, and <laughs> coached a little bit and uh, was at a small school and mm -hmm. became a high school principal. Our superintendent left, and I had just finished my master's, and it just happened to be the right place at the right time. So when I was getting my master's, I initially thought I wanted to be an athletic director, and then I became a high school principal at oh, wow. 26. So wow. that wow. was um, not a little trial by fire, yeah. but um, it, it was great. And I spent the next um, almost 15 years in, as an administrator and came to Big Speed to be an assistant um, principal at the high school for four years, and then was a principal at the ninth grade center for seven. Mm -hmm. And I just finished my first year as AD there. All right. So a little bit of a different um, yeah. avenue, but mm -hmm. here we are. Yeah. yeah. Well, what's one big thing you've learned along the way? That's a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it's, um, it's a great, I, I love it. It, it's, it's my jam. It's, yeah. People ask me if I like it and it's, it's 
it's definitely where I am meant to be. Awesome. Yeah. So what's one thing that you've been proud of, especially now? So you've been in administration for a long time. You've always loved sports, and now you've had the opportunity to be an athletic director. What's you know one thing that you're really proud of? Well, I think, um, oh gosh, it's so hard for me to talk about myself. Uh, just in general, within you know our first year, I've, yeah. I've got a really great team, mm-hmm. um, and I think um, the the great thing before I you know took this job, I had a really I had had a great job, yeah. and I was a principal, and I was okay with retiring as a ninth grade principal, and yeah. it was wonderful, you know. Sometimes the little stinkers I only had them for one year, so I could like yeah. send them on, and and I was okay with that. Yeah. Um, but it, no, really, it it gave me a little bit of um, I don't know if I want to say bargaining tool, but I was happy with what I was doing. Yeah. So um, going into this position, I knew that I wanted to bring people in with me that. Uh, complemented my weaknesses and sure. and were able to fill some gaps that I knew that I would need help on, mm-hmm. um, whether it is education about being an AD in general right. or, um, you know, whatever that may be. So I think just our team that we have is probably one of the things I'm most proud of. Yeah. Great. So in that transition from, from being an administrator, what's been the one thing that you've been like, you didn't really realize from being an administrator to going into the AD role? So uh, you go from, you know, being in a classroom and being able to yeah. go in and evaluate, and I can, I can tell you what good teaching looks like, right. um, but it, it, that translates right over to yeah. good yeah. coaching, right? Yeah. You're just building relationships with kids and yeah. building relationships with families. Yeah. Um, I think the part that I didn't maybe realize was a strength is kind of that procedure mm. that... Um, you know, you build for your building and your yep. teachers and your classroom. Well, it's the same thing in right. athletics is putting yeah. those procedures in place that um, that coaches, if, if you give them the framework, they're going to work within that. We're, we're in education, for the most part, fairly compliant people. Yeah. Um, so I think that was maybe a strength that I was able to bring in, that it was um, like, okay, it yeah. started clicking. <laughs> yeah. Cool. What's been your favorite part of the uh, conference here so far? Just the networking. I think that's, um, again, being kind of the new kid on the block, being able to meet new people and, and shake hands. and Yeah. It's and important. That, and that never leaves us. Yeah. I don't care if you've done yeah. it for one or yeah. 20. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, Absolutely. Yeah. In my years, it's the best. It's the best. The ADs are the best group of networking and sharing and, and being there for one another of any other group of of educational professionals, I think. So you're in a great one. We, I have relied on our uh, conference quite a bit on asking questions, and um, I bother our local ADs in the Tulsa area quite often. Yeah, yeah. That's good. So they're yeah. great. Good. Yeah. So how do you find balance? You've been an administrator, different roles, but what have you found that's worked to help you with your work-life balance? Um, so I, I really kind of setting those boundaries. I prior to taking this job, I kind of had some non-negotiables. And again, I would stay in my my happy position that I was in. And mm-hmm. I think kind of carrying that over of, I, I have four kids. Um, and I have a three boys and a little girl that's one. Oh, wow. So yeah, that was that fun having that first conversation, you know, in my office and I have a baby and like, you know, yeah. I'm still nursing. That was great. So um, it, it's non-negotiables. I, I'm 
I don't want to miss my kids' stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, when I say that within reason, I understand right. I miss a little, but they're my non-negotiable. Yeah. And um, I like like my kids and I like my family and I like being a mom. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and, and I think that helps them in the long run to see that mom can find that balance of, you know, still sometimes cooking dinner during the week, occasionally, <laughs> even though I hate it, but... Um, yeah. You know, and still still getting things done and um, being the outspoken advocate for them and the kids in the school. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Very good. One more last question. I know I yeah. just lost the screen, but last question. Advice to yourself. Yeah. What would be an advice to your younger self? You know, I uh, carry on, really. I, um, I try to make decisions that, you know, kind of the oh gosh, the old motto of no regrets, but also yeah. knowing that um, every decision that I've made along the way has gotten to me where I am yeah. now. So um, just stay the course, and mm -hmm. I hopefully you'll be here in 10 years, and then I can nominate Jason <laughs> back to come up here. So. Didn't, didn't say when the payback comes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, Get well, ready. Just hang on to that for a while. Yeah. Sweat it for oh, a couple what? years. Yes. I'm, he's, he's carrying his Y in his pocket. Oh, I've got one now. So. <laughs> That's good stuff. Yeah. Right. Thank you. Thank Thanks you so much. Up. I appreciate right. it.